0: High-end material alert, I just found my stash of Mammoth. I've been looking for it for days, and I thought I was going crazy, but we found it. Look for that to make its way onto some of the new knives.
1: You're listening to The Tactical Big Top with ringleader Lance Abernathy, a former LEO and founder and chief designer at Sniper Blade Works. Join Lance, Jag, and the Sideshow as we take a look at life from a tactical perspective. Check out the knives and gear at SniperBladeWorks.com and on IG, YouTube, and the Facebook.
0: I'm Lance. He's Todd. Welcome to the circus. We are back for round two coming from the new shop. Uh, some exciting things happening down here. A lot of stuff came in and is getting assembled and We actually have ventilation for the first time in a while. You happy about that?
1: First time in a while, um, i.e. ever?
0: We had a little bit at uh, one of the metal shops, but it was weak. Box
1: fans don't count.
0: It actually went outside, barely. But no, this one, we actually have windows in the grind room, so we have... Uh, some straight ventilation out some dust collection that's going up it's going to be a nice little area i'm i'm super excited about it we'll see if we can figure out a way to splice some picks into these things um one of these days we'll check with the intel squirrels and see if that's possible and um maybe we can have a little visual idea of what we're talking about as i probably am not doing it justice describing it but we are we are real happy with um the progress of the shop so far. Belts are in, steel should be here any day. Um, all the everything electric is up and running. That's one nice thing about being here in the Yates building since they're an electric company. I just we leave something we in a place that we know where it's gonna go, and you come back the next day and it's wired and ready to go. Yeah, it's running hot. So all good.
1: All right, Lance, for those of you out there listening knows that Lance likes to indulge in a good stick every once in a while, as he is now. Lance, what is it that you're smoking right now?
0: This is exceptionally tasty. We are smoking the Gunslinger Snake Oil. Um, Kendall Colbertson from Outlaw is a friend of ours. He's... uh, was my boss at one point in time, and helped uh, keep me in cigars in my poorer days at the sheriff's department. And uh, he does a lot of neat stuff. We're big Outlaw Cigar fans, and he uh, got me turned onto this, and I'm really enjoying it. That's one of the things that I do uh, like about Blade and Mist missed is um, smoking out on the drive with everybody. That's always a good time. There's a ton of, ton of cigar guys there. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, doing some smoking at Blade uh, this year, Blade West more specifically. We'll have to see who all of the cigar smokers are in that new crowd. I think that's going to be fun. Kind
1: of excited for Blade West, mainly because seeing old friends
0: and also a new venue. I think venue will be neat, and just see who else we meet. I mean, you know you're going to meet some new people there um, that'll be fun to hang with, and then we can visit them on our travels out west. Speaking of running out west, we're looking at taking a class at Bulldog Armory. They're one of our dealers, and they're out in the Springs in Colorado, and they have an AK build class, and I've become a bit of an AK guy in the last few years, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if we can get into one of those and put together our own uh, commie assault weapon.
1: I would be all for building my own commie assault weapon. I am not a big fan of the AKs. However, if I can build my own, I'd
0: be all about it. Yeah, and I think it'd be fun. It's, they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty simple in operation. They were designed for a peasant conscript army to be able to keep it running. Um, And I just kind of dig them. You know, after years of MP5s and M4s and some of that stuff, it's just kind of neat. It's just a different platform. It's kind of a classic. I think they claim that's the most produced assault weapon ever by far. And I would agree with that. I don't know how it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be cool, so we'll, uh, we'll do a little more research on that. And that would uh, I think that would be some neat uh, podcast, social media material material, excuse me. And um, that is fun.:
1: All right, Lance. so we've got steel on the way, things moving along rather nicely here at the shop. We're about up and running probably a couple of weeks away from actually being behind a grinder. What is the, uh, what's the first thing that you want to do once we get up and running?
0: I'm excited about working on a competition chopper. That's one of the things that I've been doing some research on. And I've just, I've drawn something up that I like and I want to test that concept. Um, I think that it'd be, it just always interested me. And I went out and I looked at the parameters, and I think what we've drawn up should fit within that or be very close, so we can test the concept. And I think that guy is, is going to be fun to make and um, fit nicely in our style, what we like to do. So I think I think competition chopper will be cool. Plus, we've never made one, right? And um, it, you know, it'll also be a test of as um, we work on, you know, edge-holding ability more and and that kind of grind, working on that convex shape a bit. Um, I think that'll be a good test of skill and uh, just be fun to make.
1: Yeah, I think it would be, too. Um, Are we actually going to do some competition with our chopper?
0: I'm too old for that shit, but I'd find somebody. Um, I think, you know, and we obviously, we're working with a piece of W-2, which I don't think is necessarily bad for that, but that's not optimum. But as we test the concept, I think that'll be good, and that'll be good for, plenty good for a camp-type knife, and then we can play with it further. So if anybody out there uh, wants to become a competition cutter or is one and wants to help, let us know. You know, Chavez used to do that once upon a time. Chavez would be a good, good, Candidate for that. I mean, he's not too old yet, is he? I don't know. He's quite a bit younger. He's enough. younger than so us. Yeah, so he's 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 at the front of the list at the moment. We should call his ass later. We should we should ambush him. We'll work on getting another phone. We'll start ambushing people on the podcast and just get them on the phone and not tell them that they're on there. And we'll pipe them in. It's sort of like mystery guest. And it's a mystery to you because you don't actually know we're using you. That'd be fantastic.
1: That would be
0: epic. That would be. And then we could use, like, hey, I need your help or I'm going to air this episode of all that crazy shit you said last night on the phone. Uh, Yeah, I like it. A little blackmail. if you can't jack with your friends, who can you? Exactly. All right, Todd, if we take the circus on the road, like training, enhancing our skills, where would you like to go?
1: Well... I believe the first place that I would like to visit and just because he's an old friend and I haven't seen him in a while and I could get a lot of uh, a lot of helpful tips. So I'd like to go see Michael
0: Birch. Yes, he's a tool. He's a tool. <laughs> but he's our tool. He's our tool. Now, Birch is a good dude and super knowledgeable. I talked with Jody a couple of days ago.
1: I miss Jody as well.
0: I shared the uh, possibility of coming onto this, and he's like, "I don't want to I don't know how I feel about that." I'm like, "I don't want to do it either, Jody." But we're all in this together.
1: Oh, he's obligated. He's part of yeah, this. Yeah,
0: it's you can't completely divorce yourself from us. You've had a little hiatus. We've done the trial separation, and now it's it's time to
1: separation didn't work
0: out. Time, time coming at, back to time the fold. to get this back together. No, but I explained to him how it worked and kind of the format, and he seemed uh, he seemed more willing and accessible but I wanted to see his new place and I was talking to him about some forging uh, concepts some things that I'd seen that I didn't understand and he was like yeah that's probably because they did a bunch of shit off camera (laughs) I'm like oh that makes more sense yes so yeah I want to uh, pop in and see him and I'd like to forge something again just some some blank material for like another chopper right um I would like to forge our own Damascus. I talked to him about that. I talked to him about kind of a specific pattern, um, maybe more of a low-layer thing, that looks like... Um, I think about tiger-stripe camo, but not so complicated, but where you got some real darks and lights running through it. Right. Um, real specifically... You know, we have the handle shape, which is pretty identifiable, right? Where we got the comment that you can tell it from across the room based on the shape, the profile of the knife. I want to do, I'd like to see if we could come up with a Damascus that's just not a nightmare to make that does the same thing. So when you see that Damascus, you're like, oh, that's a Sniper Blade Works thing. Absolutely. And that's kind of how I dropped into this Damascus forging Competition chopper, homone, cosmic bunny hole that I find myself lost in at the moment, and have spent just hours upon hours researching. Um, speaking of that, we are going to. Have you heard about? Have you heard about etching with lemons?
1: I have actually heard about etching with. And lemon, what'd you yes. think?
0: You um, think of fucking sound made up.
1: Yeah, unicorn, unicorn magic.
0: All right, I watched this hillbilly do it uh, on a video. And nothing's happening, and nothing's happening. I'm like, this dude's a crack smoker, right? I mean, like, why would you just use ferric chloride? Because that's how it was shown, and it, and it works. He rubs that some bitch for 10, 12 minutes, and monster awesome hormone pops out of that. This cat was knew what he was talking about, and I'm like, all right, I stand corrected. I'm sorry, sir. Um, so I'm going to practice on Justin's knife. <laughs> Because I've got another one that we're going to send to a customer, uh, Dave, if he's listening. So, uh, but I wanted to practice on Justin's first. So I was in hand sanding on it yesterday, taking some scratches out and getting it cleaned up a little bit. And we're going to just lemon the shit out of it. But for anyone who cares, we'll keep this brief. But it, um, so when you're etching, and then I guess like oxides or whatever is building up where it's getting black, eventually that covers it up and you're not getting much etching going on after that. Where when they rub that on, because they continually rub the lemon juice and it's weaker, but you're rubbing it in and then you're wiping away some of the oxide and rub it in, so you're continually working that hormone, um as opposed to just letting it sit in there, kind of stagnant, and then eventually you're just not doing much anymore once the blade kind of cruds up. So it was pretty impressive and they got some of the, looked like some of the color change stuff that we like, it really defined that line. So um, we're gonna go see George over at the little store and buy a crap ton of lemons and see what we can do.
1: All right, Lance, so you asked me where I would like to take the podcast on the road to. Where would you
0: like to take the podcast on the road to? Well, I was actually talking about work and I think the podcast sucks. I don't want to do it anywhere. Uh, no, just kidding. We will, uh, we talked about going to chat with Jody. Um, And I think that'd be fun. Plus, like I said, we want to see his new place. I think he's got a really interesting setup as far as shop goes. And kind of um, off-grid-ish. He's got some uh, kind of an interesting setup down there. So I'd like to see that and chat with him. But we wouldn't need to go down and see Schiffer, um, Doc, and Mike. Mike just helped me finish up something that um, I was unable to do here. And I'm excited to get that out. And they were gonna help me uh talk Hamones a little bit because Doc does things a little bit different or can and it'd be nice to have a few more skills there. As we mentioned, Hamones earlier. I'm trying to up my Hamone game a bit. Um in this new this new shop, this new iteration of SBW. So I think that'll be fun. That's down in Mississippi and then Not sure where we'd go from there. Maybe go see Tommy Nichols. He's retired in Alabama. Um, Back to his hillbilly roots and doing well. I don't think we're too far from him. And I don't know, maybe take it on over to Florida. Florida's nice. See Riggle.
1: Rob, we haven't seen Rob in a while.
0: Maybe Riggle can uh, finish up the Glock. And Schiffer can do some Glock work, too. You know, I I forgot this, but Schiffer's a 1911 gunsmith. Um, Done a bunch of work on that. Because we're gonna, you want to let's just talk about Glock perfection right now. Uh, I'm working on a Glock model 45, and that's that's actually nine millimeter. The model number is a little confusing. It's the, the same thing as the 19x, is it not? Not exactly. It's there's some subtle differences. I believe a 19x that someone's probably gonna freak out when they hear this, but I think this is accurate. And 19X is kind of like a gen four and a half, and the 45 is full gen five. There's a couple couple subtle differences, but yes, basically. So it's 19 size slide on a 17 full size frame that's then just shortened out there at the barrel, the dust cover. So it's kind of commander-esque in size and profile, if you will, which I like. Um, But the grip sucks. And you know, as whiny as I am about knife grips and all the crap we do to try and make them ergonomic, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. So I uh, immediately voided my warranty by chopping that giant hump out of the back strap and then epoxying a new piece in and our boy Moon helped us with that, which was nice of him, kind of supervised. It was a joint effort between him, Mar, and myself and now I'm in the process of shaping that down so it's just not so fat and like a brick. I, there's a lot of things I like about Glock, but the ergonomics are not one of them. I would say that's far from Glock perfection. And this is an MOS, so it's, it's milled for an optic and their, their plate system leaves a little something to be desired as well. But I think by the time it's done, it's going to be a pretty exciting piece. I can't. I'm not sure how much money we'll have dumped into it in case Mrs. Sniper's listening to uh, this. <laughs> now she's going to know that we have a Glock as well. I don't think she can always tell the difference because they're all just polymer. They look the same. But the cat's out of the bag on that one. If I'm not here for uh, next week's podcast, you'll know she smothered me in my sleep.
1: Okay, we have reached the point in the podcast where we tell a story. As we mentioned um, last podcast, Lance and I have spent a lot of time together, both in our personal and professional lives. This is going to be more along the lines of a professional story. Lance and I, as some of you know, were on the SWAT team together when we worked at the uh, Sheriff's Department. We were training one day, our monthly training. This training happened to be at an old abandoned hospital in St. Joseph, Missouri. Oh,
0: fuck.
1: <laughs> we were uh, practicing room clearing techniques. Um, a few of us got flashbanged. I think uh, our work. buddy old Charles Wood threw a flashbang right between my legs. If you've never had that happen, that's kind of a fun experience. It's exhilarating. Uh, Makes you feel alive. Lance is a bit of a clean freak. Um, Some would call him a germaphobe. Um, And we were doing man-down drills. This just kind of adds to where we're headed with this story. We're dragging people along, and we have flight suits on. Our flight suits are the OD Green flight suits. As we're doing our man down drills and dragging people out of harm's way across the carpeted floor of this old abandoned hospital, you could see the stains of whatever was left on the carpet on our OD green flight suits. It was utterly hideous. It was, it was not, not a clean environment whatsoever. On one of the breaks, I happened to go exploring, and I found some... A
0: giant, filthy, festering, jizz-filled syringe with the needle still in it. Rusty. Rusty needle. You know, the rust was the least of my concerns on that disgusting medical device. And Todd proceeded to chase me around the hospital with the thing. That was horrible. I'm not forgiven you for that. I, it, it, it was fucking wrong. It's one of my greatest accomplishments on the SWAT team. Yeah, I finally had to go get a supervisor to make him stop. It was. This was before my team leader days. That was hideous. I, I still have nightmares. So, yeah, the name Princess may come from more than one thing, apparently.
1: That was... Uh actually one of our better trainings that we did as well. And that hospital is no longer there. It is now a parking lot of the law enforcement center.
0: It's a good use of it because that thing was so filthy. Some things I feel are so dirty, they could only be cleansed with fire. And that was one of them.
1: That very well could have been. One that benefited from the cleanse with fire. Absolutely.
0: All right, Todd. Since no one's here to stop us, let's let's give something away. Let's give a dashie away. Will we get in trouble? I don't know. I mean, who cares? <laughs> I mean, you should get something if you've made it this deep into the podcast. If you've listened to both of these and endured this, you should get something.
1: Yeah, that's true because these have been trying.
0: Yeah, I was going to use the word arduous, but trying sounds much better. Um, And I'm not sure what it's like for the eight people that have listened to this. But anyhow.
1: Hey, hey, hey. We have fours of people around the world that listen to this.
0: Oh, yeah. Tens and tens of people will listen to this. Uh, But anyhow, we will see about maybe giving a dash away. We'll figure out something that's also not too difficult for you guys to do, like just leave a comment or forward it to somebody something fairly simple though i don't i don't like it when you have to do too many social media gymnastic moves to uh to enter to win but we'll work on that and um we'll see if you guys for listening we'll see if we can get you a little little swag are you ready do you need a minute think i'm still scarred and trying to block out that whole syringe story
1: again one of my greatest accomplishments all right thanks everybody for listening for tuning in i think that's going to do it for us for this week
0: thanks for joining us here in the tactical big top we'll talk with you next week be safe
1: bye thanks for listening to the tactical big top with lance jag and the sideshow Please like, subscribe, and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. You can also find us on IG, YouTube, and the Facebook.
0: All right, this is a quick intro. We're talking about our boy Horton. So tell me, have you, uh, and I'm not on there as much as you are these days, have we seen Horton on anything?
1: I've not seen anything from Jeremy for a while.
0: He didn't, uh, I know he didn't. I mean, he did some social media, but he had kind of funny ad. I remember one time I called him, and I was like, dude, your website is down. He's like, I know. He's like, too many people get a hold of me there. It's dumb. I don't, you know, I don't know if he took a lot of orders through it or not. But he's just like, nah, I, I don't care. I'm like, okay, just heads so. up. Um, but, yeah, dude, he cracks me up. So well, tell me the Jordan thing again.
1: He loved Michael Jordan. He would make those little fucking cocks, those little chicken things, and he'd stamp numbers on the back of them. Most of the time they coincided with Michael Jordan. I still have one of his pendants that has uh, the number 45 stamped into the back of it. Jordan 23? He was 23 and then he retired, came back, okay. played when with the, played, Wizards, the Wizards and he was
0: with number 45. Which used to be the Washington Bullets. Whatever. They couldn't be the Bullets anymore because we have to be correct. They didn't like that. Absolutely. They felt it was too much. Uh... Tim's uncle was the general manager of the Bullets, by the way, Bob Ferry, and Danny Ferry that played for Cleveland and was the GM in a couple different places. That's his cousin. Very athletic family. So, um, what the fuck? I guess I should put it in that. Tell me what the cock thing was.
1: They were like little. Is it
0: like the thing S O E does? No, 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 the metal no. One?
1: No, not even close. It was an actual little chicken thing. I'm I'm not sure if it was a bottle opener or just oh, okay. a little you trinket.
0: Said I got that.
1: Um, but I used to have a titanium one, and it somehow fucking flew the coop. I don't well, know where it's a lot at.
0: Of things walk off. Right but yeah is he does he go to shows anymore do we know I mean I, we haven't necessarily been there either so last year I didn't see him last year I mean I looked we didn't spend as much time out as we used to but
1: but we also didn't see a lot of people that we usually see at the shows last year like Michael wasn't there Jody wasn't there I mean there were a handful of the people that used to be at the shows when we I went back like you're
0: in not the day miss Horton
1: yeah you're not going to miss
0: Jeremy you will not miss Jeremy I wonder how his tattoos are doing. If he's collected any more, if he has room for any more.
1: He may not have. He may be the tattooed man.
0: Yeah, for being a little bit scary looking or kind of intimidating, he's like the most polite dude ever. Just, just a ton of sirs in each sentence. I mean, couldn't be any nicer for looking kind of scary.
1: It's That southern gentleman.
0: I be tattooed southern gentleman.
1: All right, as some of you may have seen, last week, I uh, profiled uh, the Kukri out of some mild steel, hopefully here in the next couple of days, possibly even tomorrow. I'm going to practice grinding on that so I can get the grind down on the Kukri before I actually grind on the steel that matters. Um, Super excited about that. I think it came out great. Uh, Got a lot of good feedback on it.
0: What kind of feedback did you get? Good, good feedback. Just, just good feedback. Great just feedback. Just generic good feedback. I
1: believe, I believe someone even said that it looked sexy. And we like when people yeah, describe our knives
0: as sexy, right? As opposed to fugly, like that guy in the early in the early years, right? That one was a little harsh. That hurt my heart a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where's he at now? No, We're funny. an award-winning knife company. Where the fuck's he at? Yeah,
0: that's why no one will remember your name. <laughs> This segment brought to you by Glenn Danzig. Oh. Hello, Mother.
2: Hello, son. How are you? I'm
0: wonderful. And yourself? I'm fine, too. (laughs) You're on speaker with Jag.
2: Hi, Hi,
0: Jag. I'm not... You're not... I'm... This isn't on your your talk, is it? Why would you think that? I don't know, because you're weird. Why would you even suggest something so strange? Pardon me? Why would you even suggest something so strange? Oh, just because you are. (laughs) What are you guys up to? We're we're doing our podcast, and we wanted to have you be on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke, right? I mean, it's possible we could edit it out. I mean, if you start using foul language like you do from time to time, we're trying to keep this family friendly, mother. We we don't want. Uh, people you're making to know me very nervous. We don't want people to know that you curse like a sailor. Well, that's because of everyone else in the family.
2: Yeah. I wanted to be part of you guys.
0: Right. Oh, we drove you to. It. You
2: you probably you were the first. Probably you.
0: What else? What are you doing today? Nothing.
2: good? Nothing. I, well, not nothing. I just, uh, I bought a new sweeper after the front hall. I bet you're wondering why I did that. <laughs> I swept the floor and I'm getting ready to mop. Yeah. I'm just going to town with this new leg. That
0: new knee is
2: awesome. Pardon? I said your new knee is awesome. It is. I'm doing it, hurts once in a while, but not much. I mean, I'm not like it did before for five years, hobbling around. That's All
0: right. All right. Well, we just wanted to check in. We're, we'll have a, a weekly segment where we check in with Mother. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. I think we're going to have people give you a nickname. That's our new thing. What would that be? Well, I don't know. We were having the talk. Do you remember the, the the guy that played football with Timmy, Rocket, that was so fast? And then he, yeah. he had a brother that was the missile, and then they called the mom the launch pad. So we're like, maybe we ought to figure out a way to give mom a cool sniper nickname. So we're working on that. Well, you know, my real nickname's already been said for years. Weezer, the Weeze. Yeah, well, we're going to come up with something better than that.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid to come out. Think what you could come up with. Why don't you just stick with the weeds? We'll work on that. Oh, did you hear? Uh, Johnny Depp won uh,
0: his trial. Won everything. Does that chick even I think, have any money to pay him? Pardon me. Does that gal even have any money to pay him? Well, no. But she owes him ten million dollars, I believe, or twelve.
2: I can't. I, I lost track of how many Accounts and things there were. Everything was uh, yes yes against her. Johnny Depp turned out the prince of the day.
1: Yeah, I good. guess she shouldn't have got her ass fired from that last movie, the Thor movie then,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah, I think she was pissed. Or took a dump in his bed. That probably didn't sway the jury. Probably not. Say that again. Or t- oh, she pro- probably promised him more than he did, but it didn't work. Taking a dump in his bed didn't help. <laughs> all right well we love you we're gonna work on your nickname we'll call you later okay love you baby right, see you soon
2: right, we'll bye. You
1: bye. bye
0: Bye. all right Ambushed mother successfully that was refreshing it upsets me that she knew what i was doing before i did it you can't really moms know everything you, she was tipped off We didn't tell him. You're the only one I told Huh Did you tell my fucking mom? No I didn't tell your mom Okay then she wasn't tipped off was Just you and me buddy
1: Nick didn't even
0: know? No hell no We don't tell him what we're doing That's true That's going to be a surprise when he edits this We just want it to be fresh and genuine
1: We still love you Nick
0: We want the art to flow over him It, it can't be too rehearsed
1: Make sure you edit this shit good
0: That wasn't very nice. What are you working on? I'm working on our competition chopper. I'm trying to get an arc in here that makes me happy. I uh, want it to flow nicely. And it occurred to me as I had my wooden sword that I like to beat the children with. It's their favorite. That the curvature on that's just about Right. That's a boken, so it looks like a practice samurai sword, a wood one. Right. So after making the kids go to bed by threatening them with a sword, which is the bedtime ritual that they love, I uh, broke this out, and I'm trying to get some sexy curves going here.
1: The feng shui of that blade is. It's exact. Kind of off. It's
0: exactly feng shui. I like. I mean, I don't dislike the straight version of it. And we might get the straight version if I can't figure this out, but I thought this would be a good uh, guide to go by.
1: You want to explain to the people listening why you want a little bit of curvature in the blade?
0: I think it looks sexy.
1: Yeah, but there's actually some
0: functionality behind it as well. You can get a longer cutting surface. Longer cutting surface, exactly. There's one, because it's just a longer point A to point B. It's a little longer. We're taking the uh, long way home. Is the super tramp people put it once upon a time. Um and there's probably some other science going on in there. But yes. And it also just makes it look nice. It just gives it a little more a little more flow. So that's what we're working on right now. Alright, Jag. Yes, Lance. Let's have a quick watch check. What are you wearing for a watch today? I don't have anything on for a watch. It's sorely disappointing. I'm getting back into the watch game, I think. We'll see how Mrs. Sniper feels about that. Uh, Probably about the same as she feels about the Glock. Don't bring that up again. I, she listened. I had, to, I had to hear about that. The Glock thing went over. Like a lead balloon? It was more like silent rage. I'm, oh. sure, I'm sure we'll hear about it later. It, you know, they're, they're business expenses. It's all about what we do. It's this tactical lifestyle. And you really have to immerse yourself in it completely or it'll just come off ungenuine. I get it. And contrived. And that's at least what I've said. We'll see if that works. But I did make it another week, so she has not smothered me yet. I'm running the Santo Core today, which is one of the, I wouldn't say few digital watches I like, but it is in that digital realm that I can deal with. So... You guys are going to be here, right, for a while? We are. Okay. So we have a kid. He's an hour out. So we didn't want the gate getting locked on him. Oh, yeah. No, we'll be here. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks. All right. We're inside the wire. Safely. Uh, back to our watch thing. So, yeah. So, tell me, digital-wise, what do you like?
1: Digital-wise? Digital. I like uh, nothing. I don't like G-Shock? anything. G-Shock? Eh, some of the digital G-Shocks are
0: okay. What's the G-Shock that you like? Is that not a digital watch?
1: It has a digital display on it, but it's mostly
0: analog so it's got little hands in there
1: yes
0: doing watch stuff yeah absolutely uh, that makes it better i do like the mudmaster
1: i do believe the mudmaster is digital
0: mudmaster that sounds like it ought to be a tool song disgusting uh, how well, do you feel to, about that nick yeah no tool it's a tool free zone except for us of course <laughs> um yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd know what the Mudmaster looks like. I'd have to check that out. But, I, but there's a few once you get outside of just standard good old fashioned analog type displays. But yeah, I like this core and it's, it's a complete beater. I think somebody gave it to me, customer or something. So I, I don't feel too bad about uh, beating that up. And I'm looking at a Bulova that, I like Bulova, Bulova as the English would say. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: You don't like Bulba? I mean,
1: is that a lady's watch?
0: Oh, you, you, you're a bad man. Bulba was worn on the moon, Jack Wagon. Do you know that? By the chick? No, by, uh can't think, Dave Scott, last guy on the moon, or one of the last ones. Uh Uh, He wasn't the last one to actually stand on it, but um, I think his partner was. But his Omega went down, and they'd taken a Bulova to space just to see how the watch did in zero gravity and whatnot. And um, his his Speedmaster went down, and he went out with uh, the Bulova, which is their now Lunar Pilot. You can buy one of those for like 500 bucks. It's it's sexy. It's also a little bit bigger than a Speedmaster, so it, it, I like that. Uh Yeah. They also made a bunch of shit for the defense industry. Who's the last five-star general? We'll edit that in. That's kind of un-American. Right there. Yeah, Bradley. Yes. Uh, Was
1: Norman? Was Norman a five-star? No, Bradley. Okay, Bradley. Then yes.
0: Uh, He was like the chairman of Bulova for a while. They had all kinds of aerospace uh, and contractor gigs. And they, they made a bunch of stuff for the Apollo programs and before, uh, like instrumentation. So now, Bulva's got a strong, strong history, strong military history, uh, defense history, helped get them to the moon.
1: I would like to get another JSAR. I loved my JSAR. It's one of those run? Those are not cheap, are they? They are not cheap anymore. Um, I think the last one that I looked at was over two grand.
0: Right, so that segues into what I was. My next question was, if you were getting something higher end, you would go JSAR. Yeah, JSAR easily. I have my eye on an IWC Aquatimer two thousand, and it's it's sort of within reach. It's thirty four ish. I've seen them under three grand used hmm. or pre owned. Right. So. I'd say, nah, that I wouldn't wear that down here because if that bumped up against a grinder, I'd straight up cry. But um, like Bull of a Sea King, I mean, those are big, but kind of sexy. So we'll see. Uh, we should just start a watch segment just every time. What are you wearing today? My oh. answer will always be zero. Oh, Why don't you wear watch? you like watches? Why are not you wearing a watch?
1: Because I don't have one.
0: Todd needs a watch. Let's they start can. a GoFundMe for a watch. Yeah, well, hey, just, they did it for Mookie. Why not for me? Let's start a GoFundMe so Todd can have a watch. We'll uh I'll work on that. We'll we'll start posting about that. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. That's a good little watch segment. I like it.
1: All right, Lance, we've been in this game a couple days now. We've put a few models out there here and there. Um, we've had some production runs, nothing like we're doing now, but a couple of production runs in the past with Boker. Um, one of the most asked about knives that um, I get questioned about all the time is our chopper. When are we going to put the chopper back out? When are we going to do another chopper? Um, I generally tell people just to H- hang on, it'll be back around pendulum swinging back
0: just hide your horses I'd like to do another chopper what I, I think what I'd like to do is take what we learned from that and see if we could improve upon it a bit right um you know more more girth or less girth in the blade I'd probably make the handles a little a little wider a little fatter I think that's a comment that um people have mentioned Maybe work on the edge geometry a little bit.
1: Right, I remember the edge geometry being an issue—not an issue, but something yeah. But that, that, that was would, like the only
0: the prong. only ding that we ever got. You know, I think a handful of those might have gotten sharpened a bit different. And um, you know, because I think overall it's it's a good knife, and it's the shape and size of it are good. But there might be some things you could do to fine tune it and have a version two uh, down the road. that that really just kind of takes that up uh, to the next level. You know, as we develop um, as knife makers and designers, and as we get deeper into the production side of things, what could we do to improve upon that? So yeah, I think a uh, a version two. Yeah, so I think a version two of the chopper would be cool. Um, And I would like to, I've been researching handle material a bit more. And I know, like on competition choppers, um, they run that horse stall mat sometimes or similar products. I'd like to look at that. And then I saw where somebody has a—it's a mixture of Macarta or G Ten—but um, the layers in there, instead of being canvas or linen or whatever, are rubberized, and it looks—it looked pretty nice. And I think that would be interesting and comfortable. So I'm gonna. I'm going to look at that, and I think that would be a nice upgrade if we did a version 2 chopper.
1: I imagine that would take up some of the vibration when you're actually using it in the woods or if you're using it for a competition chopper or whatever. Um, it wouldn't be so rough on your hands as well.
0: Yeah, I just I think people like that. And it's um, the one thing I've heard some people talk about when they've made chopping-type knives is they're like, I need a rubberized handle or something. That It's not the geometry of the knife, it's just the handle material is a little... Is a little rough when you're really putting that kind of uh, effort into chopping. So we'll see what happens. Well, we already own the handle game. Up in the handle
1: material would just solidify our spot at number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, t- right. right. you ready? All right, with Blade Weekend coming up for our story time, let's let's talk about you. Why's it got to be about me? Well, because this one is about you. Finding money. Two years in a row at Blade. So tell us how that happened on year one.
1: Okay, well, year one. This was... It's actually not the first year that we went to Blade. It's the first year that we went to Blade as Sniper Blade Works. We'd been to Blade before just as collectors. Um, One of the big things at Blade is the socialization. They have the pit, which... If you don't know what the pit is, it is a pit that everybody hangs out in, you know, a couple nights. And,
0: um, yeah, we it's the bar
1: area. Yeah, the bar area. We'll just say that the liquor is pretty
0: free-flowing. Yeah, we socialized a lot that year. That year we socialized. Into the wee
1: hours of the morning. The wee wee hours of the morning. I'm not even sure we slept. Or if we did, it was very little
0: so we start our trek back from Atlanta to Kansas City and of course the old man is not super thrilled with us told you kids not to stay up all night drinking and we're just Todd and I are in the back kind of groaning nursing these hangovers uh, and finally Todd says uh, you need to pull over
1: I had to uh, evacuate what uh, whatever was uh, wanting out of my body at that time so we pull over, I proceed to jump out of the car, and I puked <coughs> a lot <laughs> on the side of the highway coming out of Atlanta. The bright side of this story is, I'm puking, and I found 20 bucks laying on the side of the road.
0: Oh, yeah, so that was awesome. So he finds her 20, and we're like, alright, there's was a little little pot of gold at the end of your pukey rainbow. So the next year we're doing the same thing, but we decide to practice a little bit of moderation. We tone back the drinking. We start switching over to water. We get in at a more reasonable hour and we wake up for the trek home and I'm feeling pretty spry. Todd, not so much. We're like, it's not even fair. Todd looks like just hammered shit and he is feeling rough again and we start the trek back and in almost about the same spot we hear the i need you to pull over
1: (coughs) so we're going to do a repeat of the first year so i pull over jump out evacuate whatever was inside wanting out and lo and behold I find money on the side of the road. I think it it? was a $10 bill this time.
0: Yeah. So now it's kind of a tradition. We like to get Todd super tuned up so we can uh, have a little gas money for the way home.
1: Or Or, snack money. Or snacks. Snacks.
0: We love our snacks. I'm Lance. He's Todd. Welcome to the circus. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about knives, watches, and we'll give you a blade story from years past. Hey, I got an uh, idea for story time.
1: Go. You remember the butthole fly?
0: (laughs) Uh, we, no. Hey, Lance. Yes, Todd? What
1: do you think of smartwatches?
0: I wouldn't have a smartwatch stuck up my ass if I had room for a grandfather clock. I hate them.
1: There's Lance's take on smartwatches coming to a podcast soon.